Hey everyone, welcome to the Fit CFO Show. I'm Amanda Hankwis, and together with my husband, Sean, we wanted to create this podcast so that our audience could learn from some of the industry's best fitness professionals and to also give online entrepreneurs a place to learn financial success. We have years of experience in the fitness industry and specialize in finance. Together, we hope to bring you the best of both worlds. We'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. Today on the podcast, I am so excited to bring to you Emma Montgomery. Emma is an amazing online nutrition and fitness creator. She has created the program Shred with M along with Empowered Supplements. She is a busy working mama and I am so excited to welcome her to the show. Let's talk a little bit about like your journey from the banking industry to everybody knows my weird journey. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like such a turn of events. Oh, and yeah. Um, and now I feel like I'm kind of going back to the financial industry because I know how many entrepreneurs out there are not educated in finance Oh my god! and it's such a need. I hear about it every day. And so I'm like, Oh my God, this would be amazing. Go in business with my, with my husband, who's, you know, very smart in this stuff. Oh yeah. And so I want to hear like you came from the banking industry, which I just learned. How did you get into this side of things? Um, so it's crazy how it all worked out. And I never, if you would have asked me, I would say even like five years ago where I would be in five years, I would never tell you that I would run my own business, a successful business at that. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I honestly, I have worked in retail like management and then I actually got into banking because I got pregnant when I was a store manager at Aerie and I was, the hours are crazy. And I was like, I can't. I just can't do this. So I more like bankers hours kind of thing. That that was exactly my thoughts. So I literally just like applied as a banker. I didn't even know anything about anything with banking Um, just to get my foot in the door and took a massive pay cut to even do that. And so got into banking, uh, got promoted very quickly and did, I was in banking for probably five, six years before, maybe a little longer before I left. But, um, I actually, when I had my son, I gained a ton of weight. And when I, when I say a ton of weight, it was like 60 pounds. Oh, and- girlfriend, <laughs> me too. <laughs> so in we the can mid- be friends now. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So in the midst of all of that, um, trying to lose the weight and it was like the postpartum depression and just feeling like, bleh. Um, I didn't want to go like back to work. I didn't want to see people just because I was so uncomfortable with like how yes. I looked. Did you, ever, did you ever like run into people you knew from before and you're like, Oh God, maybe they won't recognize yes. me. I'm like, why, why? And then people that would want to come to the house to see the baby. I'm like, Oh, really? <laughs> so see, what's so funny is when I was, so I went to Walmart. So I gained like Ah, uh, what was it? I was, I almost pushed 160 or no, it was almost 170 on the scale, but I didn't quite get, there was like 169. <laughs> but anyways, I went into Walmart and my, my sweet little grandpa worked at Walmart at the time and I hadn't seen him in forever. And I was with my mama and my grandpa looked like, does a double take at me and goes, oh God, Whoa, you gained a lot of weight. <laughs> and I mean, like cute little old grandpas, they don't have a filter, oh, right? They just say, no, none. my mom was like, Oh God, as if she needed to feel any worse. She's like doing this in the background, <laughs> like the, the hand at the neck, like cut the throat. Oh my God. Yes. That's exactly how I was. i I literally was so miserable. And I honestly, it was one of those, I started doing like little online, like 
challenges and stuff to like yeah. lose weight. And, yep. um, I got like, I enjoyed it and got really successful with doing that. And it just kind of like, I went down this, I don't want to say rabbit hole with it, but, um, the girl that had like ran the challenges was like, would you want to help me do this? And I'm like, sure. I'd love to do it on the side. Like, super fun. quick. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't know anything about like macros or anything. Then it was just like, I wasn't certified. I was literally just helping people because I enjoyed it. The mm -hmm. money I made was like pennies. I, I didn't even care about that. It was like yeah. an outlet. Um, I felt good because I was helping people. Yeah, doing you were giving. Yeah. Yes. And I enjoyed it. And so um, mm -hmm. then when it, she, that friend at the time was like, we should compete. And this was like in 2000. Why does it always lead to that? It always, always <laughs> does it not. And this was before like competing. I literally feel like you're telling my story right now. <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious. Right. And so I was like, let's do it. Like I Googled pictures and I'm like, these women look amazing. I want right. to look like that. Not even thinking about like having to wear a little tiny bikini, having to yeah. like pose. I just was like looking all at the things. Yeah. Gonna look like this. Yeah. For not like even a hot <laughs> and not even understanding though that I didn't have enough muscle for my body to actually look like that. Right. right. I was so ignorant. Um, but anyhow, so we I followed this like bro meal plan. We did this and like competed. And in the midst of all of like the sharing of this, and this was like Instagram was fairly new too. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just sharing like recipes and like when I finally did learn about macros, like things I was eating. Um, well, let's, let's not mention like you had a baby in the midst of this too. Yeah. So my son was like nine months old and <laughs> right. uh, I competed when my daughter was nine months old, like weird. the same person. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> and so just me documenting like and sharing recipes and things. I just had people naturally like, Hey, right. can you show me how to like count macros, order macros? How are you eating that? And look like that. And so, right. Um, it just started with like helping people on the side. Originally, I was not even charging doing this. And then um, I ended up creating my shred program then, which was like three and a half, four years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's the same program I run now. Um, then I think the first one I did, I maybe had like 10 to 20 people. Um, and I think I charged like $50. And then now I charge a hundred bucks. And this one I had in September had almost 800 people in it. Oh my God. So if, if it just <laughs> shows you like the difference in like the growth, but it's the consistency. Like it's literally right. the same program. It's just better, but it's like, I have put so much into making it what it I is. I love that you brought that up because obviously I want this to be, you know, something that entrepreneurs can also learn from. Yeah. And I love how you say that with consistency and it's a, and it's a repeatable process. So each time, even though you have more in this challenge, it's probably getting easier for you because you've got oh, so yeah. many things repeatable that you yep. can just replicate over and over. Yep. Yep. It is definitely. Um, and that's one of those things I learned over time too. <laughs> <laughs> you learn from screwing up. <laughs> oh, yes. Because again, like I, I was so like green and new to any of like the running a business. Like I can tell you how many mistakes I made. Well, I can't tell you because there were so many, um, but it's like you learn by doing. And so like that same friend that I had at the time, you know, we ended up like actually going into business together as yeah. a partnership. And there was so much I did not know. I got screwed over big time. Mm. We don't talk to this day. And yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, 
it was me cutting that part out because of like the toxic, like I just couldn't surround myself with it. I had yeah. to just, I think that's when, you know, when you're ready to grow is yeah. that you're willing to let cut ties with relationships that are maybe not growth oriented or maybe not yeah. positive. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, you're ready to take that next step as a, as an individual, what, um, you really stood out to me because of your food. I love meeting a fellow foodie. I love it. I love it. Like food is my jam. I love creating things. Um, tell me about like, what, like, how did you start realizing like, you know what? I love making recipes. I love putting this food together and sharing it with the world. Was it, were you like me where it was like, I cannot eat freaking tilapia and broccoli every meal. I can't. <laughs> yeah, so when I first uh, counting macros, like I said, it was in 2014 or uh-huh. actually earlier than that. It was like 2012. Probably like when the concept of it was just kind of honestly getting it out. It was mm-hmm. like, I literally had to search to find someone. Um, right. and it was like, again, it was before all of these things were true. And so, um, first macro coach and I learned and she gave me like a sample meal plan, like showed how, like with my macros, what I could eat. And it was like still very basic stuff, but it was like different than what I was eating. It wasn't tilapia, asparagus and like plain oatmeal, you know, stuff that I could not eat even now. (laughs) Exactly. And so, um, I just followed her like meal plan at first. And when I would send my check-ins and she's like, man, your consistency is like on point. Um, and she's like, you're literally the most consistent person. And I'm slightly OCD with it or Uh was. Yeah. And so I told her, I was like, well, I follow the meal plan exactly. Like I'm crushing that. And she's like, I don't want you to do that. Like, I want you to think for yourself. And I'm like, oh, oh good. So hard. <laughs> That's amazing though, because I had literally the opposite where you will eat this, like eat yes. this for meal one and then eat this for meal two. And it was just like, I am going to die if I have to eat another piece of cod. And so I, um, that was when I was like, you know what, I'm just going to like, try to figure out how to like make like simple swaps. So like, instead of like a minute chicken, like maybe I'll try to like sub in Turkey or lean beef or something. Yeah. And so it started with like just gradual, simple things that seemed easy, like swapping out fruits, like similar carbs. I Um, love that. So you perfected like this sample meal plan. You learned how to track it. You learned what measuring it and looking at it. Um, portion wise looked like, and then you started swapping out other things, um, to started very basic, very yeah. basic. And like, that so probably allowed you to really learn what was in each one of those food items. It did a hundred percent. Like I cannot recommend that enough for people just mm-hmm. like, it, it's so easy, but you have to like, just take the time to do that little thing. And so then it got to where I was like, okay, I'm figuring out how to work like my fit pal and, um, like create recipes, things like that. So it, like, I just started looking at like foods that I really enjoy. And like, if I went to a restaurant, like what would I order that I absolutely love? If a burger and fries, like, how can I make that at home? How can I make pizza at home and make it fit into my plan? And so it just got like really thinking about food that I actually love. Like if I could eat whatever I wanted, what would it be? How can I make that lower calorie? And just making like those swaps at home. Um, so that's really how all that started out. And then again, like, you know, that's, I mean, that's how my Instagram has grown is just from sharing recipes and um, sharing what you love and what you're good at. It it literally is like, and then it's like effortless too. Yeah, exactly. It's effortless because I'm just like, Oh, feedback. I get people. I love, you know, your recipes. I love you sharing this. Like, I love your content. And it's, 
so nice to like have people just appreciate something yeah. that I enjoy doing anyways. Absolutely. And I, like if I'm going to make it for myself, like why not just share it with other people to try? So, and yeah. I don't know if you're the same, but I love to go to different restaurants and different foodie places because that gives me ideas. Right. And I yeah. take pictures of all the menus because I'm like, how can I make this yeah. at home? <laughs> I do. I love that. I'll get on Pinterest and look and I'm like, uh-huh. you know, even if it's like just searching like pizza or cheeseburger and then the stuff that comes up is like crazy. You're like things that you never even dreamed of. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, I can so typically made with like all- sticks of butter and, and yeah. you're like, okay, here's here's how I could make it you know, macro friendly or (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I love that you show, uh, like your grocery hauls and even some of the foods that you, uh, that you've put together, but you also show like, if you're going to, I saw that you like on going to Chick-fil-A, you're putting together a meal and showing that to the world. Because I think so many people, like I gravitate towards eating at home because I most of the time enjoy the food I make better than going out to eat, but there are times where you're going to want to. And I love that you display that or show that, that you don't always have to eat at home. If you're in a jam, here's some things that you can do. Oh, absolutely. Um, I even did that when I went on vacation. So I, I'm like you, I prefer to eat at home One, it's cheaper to it's easier to track. I love what I eat at home. Um, but I do love Chick-fil-A and I do eat out occasionally once a week. And when you have kids too, like, and you're on the they're going to want to eat out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so like when I went on vacation, I don't track, I'm always at maintenance on vacation, but I made an effort to show people like, um, because I know there are people that travel for work or there are people that maybe, you know, they need or want to be in a dieting phase and a trip came up and they're trying to stay on track while they're on the trip. So like the first day I was there, I was just showing like, me going to restaurants like a seafood place that it's yeah. a whole wall. It's not in my fitness pal. Like what I ordered to right, make the, it like the longer. diners, drive-ins, and dives right. kind of places. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> Those are the best. (laughs) I know. Right. So, um, like I would order smart or like what I wanted, but it, you know, but just showing like how you can, um, make it a lower calorie option if you want. And then how you can log it in my fitness pal, explaining to people that yes, it's an estimate, but it's still better than just like, I, yes. And I love that you brought that up because at the end of the day, it's like, it's not going to be perfect. It's like, Um, like I'm not going to log like a tablespoon of ketchup. You know what I mean? Like those are like little things I'm, I'm not going to worry about. I know it's in there. Could I be off by one or 200 calories a day? Probably, but it's just the general idea. I'm not off by a thousand calories that day. Yeah. Now if you're competing, we're talking like totally different story. Like when you're at that level, like, yeah, you're going to want to track everything that touches your tongue. Right. Yep. If you want to do well, if you want to do well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so like things like that and like, I, you know, I showed them like, and again, I get asked all the time, like, do you drink alcohol? I do, but it's very occasional Mm -hmm. and it's not because like I can't, it's just, I don't One, I'm very busy. I'm a mom like you, you get it. Like it's, I don't have like, I I choose to not have like the time at night to have like a few glasses of wine or whatever. Like there's a lot of times at night I'm still working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. like, when I'm on vacation. If I have, you know, one or two, like 
it, white claws or something, I showed how you could track your alcohol and just things like that. And then I save it to a highlight. So it's like easy reference for people on my Instagram. But like, I like to be able to educate in that way where people understand like, dieting doesn't have to be like this death sentence. It's a choice. Uh, yes. You shouldn't and, have to feel like you're in jail. Like right. if you are the person that likes to enjoy maybe a glass of wine in the evening, go for it. That's you, but here's how you do it while you're still able to meet your goals too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what, you know, when I tell people that all the time, like the choice, like you don't have to diet, uh, but you also don't have to be like in pure misery while you're doing it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the one thing I absolutely love about flexible dieting. And not only that, but it's like, when I have a family that I'm cooking for, I like, they don't want to eat chicken and rice at every single meal. So how, like last night I made onion rings, you know, like yeah. just the bag, throw them in the oven, onion rings. And they love that stuff. I made it with grilled chicken, you know, so there's just always this give and take, but I seasoned the grilled chicken in three different ways. So they could choose. I made, um, you know, the onion rings on the side and then a little salad. And I had three onion rings and it's like, I got to taste them. It was great, but I didn't go ham and eat 4,000 of them. If I tell myself I can't, then Then I'll I'll think about, (laughs) and then I'll make myself a whole bag of onion rings. And then (laughs) exactly, exactly. You know when nobody's looking. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly. Go hide in the pantry. So like no one can see me right now. up in the fetal position with onion rings. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anyways. So what are, so what are some of the favorite things that you cook, um, that, like, or just, cause I think it's really important to just kind of have some staple meals, mm-hmm. um, that like, you don't have a lot of time. You can always prepare it. You're not really ever going to get sick of it. What, like for me, it's my little like rice bowl that I have at lunch with ground beef yeah. and salad. What does that look like for you? Oh man. If we're talking convenience, I would say like having some sort of like frozen chicken. Um, like I love those tasks second chicken, like breast strips or whatever. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people message me and they're like, you have changed my life with these right. because yeah. <laughs> you can find them anywhere. They're so easy. Like I throw those in the air fryer for like seven or eight minutes. I can throw Ooh. them in a salad. I can throw that. Oh, they're so good. Um, in a crunch wrap, in a pita, on a pizza, like you can do so many things with those. So I think having like some sort of staple, whether you prep your protein and it's, you know, ground beef, ground turkey, chicken, whatever, or have a frozen option. I think people forget that you can still eat like frozen things. Right. Um, okay. Well, and then like, if you go on like a week vacation or something and you come back, it's in your freezer ready to go. There. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. And so having like protein is the biggest thing, um, either preparing it or having a, the frozen option there. Um, and then I always have like those convenience things like canned or frozen vegetables where you can do a salad or a stir fry or absolutely. There's like endless like, possibilities with, that Oh my God. Yeah. Microwave rice, like the, the wraps, the pitas, like all that stuff. But those are all things that I keep. Um, and that's why I like my grocery hauls look so similar, but I'm like, y'all, I get the same stuff over and over yeah. because one, because I love make it. so many things. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's so versatile. Yeah. So I think, um, just and it makes it inexpensive too. Cause I think sometimes when you give yourself too many options, oh my God, you waste it. you're wasting money, but then okay. like you are like overdoing it too. Oh yeah. You know, and that's you when you're so overwhelmed that you're like, I don't know what to do. It's like giving people too many choices. You're like, yeah. there's things you choose one and yep. 
sure that you like the things that you buy. <laughs> and that's the truth. It's like, honestly it's like, like it literally mirrors business processes, like simple, repeatable process. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. crazy. Yeah. So I read on your website and I don't know, um, the last time it's been updated, but you've helped over a thousand people so far. Like oh God, it's more than that. Yeah. Holy moly sister. Tell me yeah. about, Oh yeah. Because your one had 800 alone. Yeah. That's phenomenal. So tell me about your unique model or your unique, I guess, value when it comes to your coaching model. Yeah. So of course, like any coach can say, Oh, I teach people how to count macros. And I'm not going to say I teach you how to count macros because counting macros is like, you just have to do that. It's like tracking your food um, and you're counting it, but (laughs) you kind of have to go through it to learn it. It's not something that I can just give you a tool for and there, boom, and a light went off. Like you have to kind of go through it and to learn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish people understood that, but mm-hmm. as a macro coach, like the things that I do, um, are like, I try to make things as simple and as possible for clients, but also that it's sustainable, something that they can do long-term instead of something like, you know, a keto or something that it's hard for people to like give up carbs or forever. I mean, it just, right. that's hard. um, but with my shred program, the success from that, um, what I do with clients is first everybody gets their custom macros. So they know like their calorie budget that they're working in. I try to provide as many like tools and resources to help them understand like the whole like calorie budget. You almost make it hard to fail. Yes. Like comparing it to money and things like that. Um, And then the calorie cycling is something that I'm a big advocate of just because the majority of um, the people that I work with, it's women Mm -hmm. and, almost everyone has some sort of social life. Like you would have to be a hermit to say that you never go out or that you never do anything. And so it's hard. I almost qualify for, however. (laughs) Same. Same. Um, I feel like we're the same person. I know. (laughs) But for these people, you know, to be able to want to like go out and have a drink and, you know, whatever it is. So like I try to teach that in a way where it's, you don't have to just come undo everything that you've worked for, for the week. Like we really talk about like looking at your week, um, or your calories on a weekly view versus like the day. So like, it's not so black and white where it's like every day is a pass fail. Like maybe you were over 200 calories today, but you've got six more days to make that up. And so just really trying to educate, um, education is a huge piece of it, but it's, the calorie cycling um, is probably one of the biggest tools that I implement that help with the success of the program. And then just empowering people to understand the like the nutritional aspect in terms of like enjoying the food that you eat. Like you can eat this like good or bad. It's something might do more for your body than this other thing, but you can still have them both. Like you can have everything in moderation. So like I try to teach like, moderation, not deprivation. Like you can have what you want. Um, it's just, you might have to scale back on the serving size. So like the onion ring example, yeah, you had three onion rings. It worked in your day. You got it. You still had your chicken and your salad, your veggies, all that good stuff, but you didn't like have to restrict and not have the thing that sounded so good, but you also didn't have to have like a plate full of them. Right. Um, so 
you know, just really the education. Well, and I, I love what you said about like, don't grade each day, each, each day as if it's a pass fail. I think so yeah. many of us get caught up in that. Like, oh, yeah. oh crap, the whole day's messed up. So now I'm going to go ahead and slash the other three tires on my exactly. car because, <laughs> because I messed yeah. up one day. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you might have a day that it's like, it's a bad day or I started my period today and yeah. I just wanted to eat like, it, you know, a Hershey bar and oh my God, you ate a Hershey bar. What was that? 253, maybe calories. And you went over your day by 250 or 300 calories. And now you're going to go sit in the pantry floor and like eat all the boxes of cereal and Oreos. Like, no, that's crazy. And so it's again, like, I think, um, just that part for, cause I didn't, when I first started the shred, like three or four years ago, I didn't even understand that. And so everything was like very day to day, like pass, yeah. not pass fail, but again, it really is like, it's that very black and white um, mentality. And you so put too much emotion on your choices and yeah. on foods. Like yes. if you're tying, um, like I saw your little s'mores pie thing, which looked yeah. phenomenal by the way, but if you're tying like this bad negative, shouldn't have it feeling to that. Yeah. then I mean that, what is that doing for you? You know, oh versus just enjoy it. It's delicious. And you're still yeah. going to hit your goals. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. Like, it's just really, um, that has been the thing that has like transformed the program and the clients that go through it more than anything is just the understanding, like that it's, you know, it's so much more gray than they realize. And then having like the calorie cycling and um, really just like looking at their calories as a budget of money. It's like an allowance of money you have for the week. You can spend it however you want. If you want to like spend a little less and be frugal one day and then have one day where you're like, woo, I'm going to make it rain. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, and like, and I'd like to use the example of like the last time I competed, I got so shredded. I was like, I think around 10% body fat, maybe even less. And I flexible dieted the whole entire way through, except for maybe like peak week. I yeah. eat the same thing over and over just to take right. that inflammation. But yeah, but like I mean, I would have my little yogurt dessert. I would I would have, you know, whatever, really whatever I wanted. Now, granted, my budget wasn't very big. So I was exactly. filling with a lot of extras and things that would give me energy because I was expending a lot of energy. But my point is, is at the end of the day, it's not gonna matter that much. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. So, um, so what is your, the biggest, I guess, frustration that you've helped the majority of these clients overcome? Gosh, there's a few, there's more than <laughs> <Right>. one <laughs> yeah, because a lot of, I think probably, um, you know, when you work with women, it is so hard to get them to understand that, Cause the majority of them that will come to me. Um, and when I send their macros back to them, cause on their questionnaire, I even have them like, um, have you counted macros before? Um, what is the current calorie intake that you're eating at? If you do not know, do not guess at this. It's very important. Track a couple of days and let me know. Mm-hmm. The thing with that is when people know that they're being like watched or they're right. like watching themselves, of course, I had a chicken salad up. every day. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to clean up their diet. They're not showing. And so I always tell people too, like, track a weekend day. They're not showing that they had a last freaking hurrah before they started working with you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so, um, I try to tell them to like, 
track a regular day, track a weekend day. That way it's like you can really get a true average and be honest because the only person that you're hurting is yourself when you're trying to like lie. I don't give a shit. Like I don't yeah. care. Right. I'm not judging you. I'm here to help. Right. And so um, then when you give that. And you've seen it all too. Probably. Oh, I, like, <laughs> literally. So I've nothing seen will all. surprise you at this point. Literally nothing. And I've probably done it um, right. myself. Yeah. <laughs> And so when you see those and it's like, I eat uh, 1200 calories a day or 1400 calories a day consistently. And I have for years and they'll say consistently. And I'm like, well, first of all, like, what are we are? And I'll even put on there, including weekends. Right. So when I email these people back and there's a lot of people and I have to do this, like, I'm not one of those coaches that I'll just be like, oh, they said they were consistent. That means I'm going to drop them to 800. I will literally email these people back and I'm like, I just want to make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying. You eat 1200 calories every single day. You're weighing and measuring all of your food. You're tracking all bites, licks, and tastes. You're tracking yeah. your weekends. Even oh the no. I bites have... of mac and cheese. You took off your kid's plate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't, uh, I don't track the weekends. I, I have cheat meals or I'll have a couple cheat meals. I don't track on those days. And I'm like, okay. So then trying to explain to them your average is going to be higher right. than 1200. Right. And the average like, could be 1800 if you're going exactly. freaking AWOL on the weekends. Yes. Yeah. And so that's the biggest frustration is because um, trying to explain to people, like, again, if you relate it to money, if you spent $1,200 every single day that week, and then Friday and Saturday comes and you spend 3000 your average spend that week was not $1,200. It yeah. was more than that. Yeah. And so um, it's, I can't even tell you how many times I see the light bulb go off for people and they're like, holy shit, that's why I'm stuck. And I'm like, I know <laughs> like the realization of where you're at. I mean, it, it mirrors finances. So I, I really yeah. appreciate that you keep reflecting that, but it, it really is like that realization moment. Like if you actually tracked everything, I, I listened to a podcast where, um, this lady was like a psychologist, like a food psychologist or something like that. And she had her client literally put into a Ziploc bag at the end of the day. So like throughout the day, she put like everything that she would typically, like she was giving her kids some goldfish and she would maybe take oh a few God. instead of actually eating it. She was supposed to put every item That's into so that. Ziploc bag. And at the end of the day, the Ziploc bag was full. And she's like, it's probably 1200 calories stuff that I didn't think that I was eating. That is so, that is such a great exercise. That is so powerful. And that literally though, that's the thing is, um, people just not realizing they are eating more than they are because mentally, you know, it is like, you feel like I'm eating 1200 calories because you're doing it like five days a week, typically. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe I think of like it. those little goldfish and those little, like those little things, like those are empty calories. You're not going to oh, feel yeah. sustained. You're not going to feel sustained off of that. No, you're like, you're literally still going to be hungry. And right. so it's, uh, I think when people are like, well, I'm still hungry and that must mean, you know, and I'm like, my body mean. needs more, <laughs> <laughs> my body needs more goldfish. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know those little suckers are good, but (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I want to switch gears. I know we've kind of sprinkled it in a little bit, but I want to switch gears to entrepreneurship. So, um, I feel like it, it kind of was created almost for you. I, I, you know what I mean? Like your story that we talked about earlier, it was almost like you just kind of fell into it or it was just kind of like fell on your lap really, which yeah, I think is when, you know, but you like so many people that have started, you know, back when you started are not, probably not doing it anymore. Right. So what has been your uh, main success? I feel like an entrepreneurship to 
help you like evolve and get better as a business owner? Oh man. Um, I would say the consistency piece, like yeah. finding the one thing and really like, instead of getting squirrel brain, cause trust me, I did that too, where I'm like, Oh, I should do this and I should do this distraction. Yes. Um, and the shiny object syndrome. So like finding the one thing and like going a hundred percent on that, which I did with my shred program. And again, I, you know, as with anything, consistency will always win. But the hands down biggest thing that I ever did was um, hire a mentor. Uh, the first thing I ever did was actually join a mastermind. And I believe that was an, like very entry level. Um, and it was, let's see, maybe two, three years ago. And at the time, um, I had just... I had been in business for myself. I don't even think a full year. And so I think it was a $6,000 investment, but $6,000 to me then was like what $50,000 to me is today. You know right. what I mean? If that makes yeah. sense. So um, it was a huge, I was like, oh my God, like $6,000. What if I don't like learn anything? And what if I'm, I don't know if this is like a waste of money. And so um, the biggest lesson I learned from that, and it was the same thing with fitness coaching, like when you pay, you show up. And um, I think that's the biggest misconception that if you're paying somebody, they're not going to do the work for you. Right. Right. You like, to, like it is you doing it, Yeah. but it is like when you, you put money in, you have game. And until I did that with literally anything, I didn't like, again, same thing with like the fitness and nutrition piece. Like the first time I hired a fitness coach, I'm like, I think it was maybe $200 a month or two fifty, And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so much money a month. Like I can barely afford it. Like I have to make sure that I'm like really like doing the things and asking the questions and like getting the most out of this. Mm -hmm. And so it was the same thing with my business. Like when I started treating it, like this is not a side gig anymore. Like this is, I left. This is a big girl job. <laughs> yes. And so when I left my banking career, like I was the breadwinner. Um, I had a very good salary. I was vice president. Like I, all these like things I was very well thought of. I had a health great insurance benefits. <laughs> yes. And it was one of those that I didn't make even half of my yearly salary doing like the coaching on the side. It was just one of those that I was like, I won't know if I don't ever try it. I'm just going to go for it. And I gave my notice and there I was. And so, you know, back against the wall, I am one of those that I grew up very poor. Um, my, the house we grew up in didn't even have central heat and air. Like I, yeah. So it was like, I have always had to work very hard, multiple jobs um, to have like anything and everything that I had. And so, I mean, my mother used to have to like finance my basketball shoes, which were $50 and she had to make weekly payments to my coach. Um, like he would buy my shoes. And so just to like, so that people understand, like I didn't, which is probably what has helped with who you 100%. are today though. You know, if you yes. had grown up with, uh, enablement and everything given to you, you may not have the work ethic that you now have. Exactly. And it's so much easier too, if you have like, um, people to like fall back on, like, well, I tried this entrepreneur thing and it didn't work out. So, right. you know, you didn't have a choice. Help. You had to do yeah. it. Like yeah. it had to work. And so uh, that $6,000 for you, I think, I think a mentorship and business coaching can be 
huge, right? Because it's oh, yeah. fast forwarding the stuff that you don't know that you eventually yeah. will have to figure out on your own. But if you hire yeah. somebody to help you with that, then obviously it's just fast forwarding the process. But at the same point, you're going to get what you want to out of it. So if you choose yeah. to just fluff it off and, oh, that didn't help me. They suck. Their coaching program didn't work. Like then that's how you're perceiving it. Whereas if you say, Hey, my back's against the wall, I have no other option. I'm going to do the things. Yes. The one, and I will tell you, it was worth just learning. This one thing was worth the six years. Like this one thing that I learned when I went and I used to offer one-on-one coaching and I am so weird about like asking questions in a group setting. I'm very like introverted, even though I seem like I, I mean, I can talk to people easily. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm very introverted. Yeah. I feel like such a weirdo when I go places, I don't know people. I'm like, Oh God. Um, but I remember asking the question because I was like, how, cause I was running my shred program yeah. and I was doing one on one-on-one coaching. And I think at the time I had like 80 one-on-one clients, which was, and it was just me and I didn't charge anything. And I was overwhelmed, oh overworked. Like I was insane. And I remember you were asking, like a yes man. Oh, you have no, I've like had to work on that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember asking, um, the coach and just saying like, I was like, so my one thing that I had, like the one thing that I do is one-on-one. And then I have this other program and he stopped me. He said, no, your one thing is your group program. The one-on-one should be like an add-on or an upsell or whatever. Like you need to focus on mm-hmm. that program. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, he is nuts. And yeah. it took me a minute. Well, and then when I was you probably had to take a step back. Oh yeah, I did. Financially yes. to swing forward. Yes. A hundred percent. And so I ended up cutting loose, like, oh my gosh, not like, I mean, it was just when they come to a time they're ready to go off on their own. I wasn't adding more one-on-one clients. I was scaling that back. And then that's when I started going all in on that 30 day or four week program. Yeah. Um, the shred program. So like I learned, like I got an app, I learned how to automate like things that I didn't yes, do. Before. I noticed that you have an app that is, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I want to ask a little bit more about that here, but let's finish with Yeah. So it was just, um, literally that was that I will say hands down, the biggest thing I ever did was invest in like my education in terms of like bringing in someone who's totally unbiased and like that can just take like zoom out with you and look and because when you're working so much in your business, it's hard to emotionally connected to it. And they're not hard to work on your business. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to like, you're so busy with the day-to-day things that you don't, it's just easy to like, just keep doing the same thing, even if it's making you nuts because it works, you know, yeah. I've been this way for so long. Because you're surviving at that point. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love that. So I laugh sometimes because I feel like a lot of times my questions already have been answered. Like our <laughs> conversation just like evolves and it just gets answered. So I noticed on your website that you have a supplement line. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that side of entrepreneurship been? That has been um, a labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of those things. Again, um, I work with a business coach one-on-one now, and that's something I'll always have um, after learning, like investing in coaching is something that I will always do. Um, but that was an idea that he had suggested 
when we were talking about things that I would love to do. And I'm like, I would love to have supplements or an apparel line. Like just if I, you know, had all the money in the world to do all of the things Something like, the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so when we're like, you know, brainstorming and talking about all these things and he's encouraging me and I'm like, it seemed so big that I was like, there's no way I could do that. And mm-hmm. when we're talking about it, I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so I think Don't it's, you feel like sometimes when you're looking at the thousand foot view, you're like, holy shit. Um, no, that's scary. But then when you kind of break it down into little bite-sized pieces and you're just looking at one step at a time, it's not so overwhelming. It is. And it's like, once you get started, you're like, okay, I don't, I don't know why I thought this was like going to be so high and it's challenging, but it's like, I don't know why I didn't think I couldn't do it. Like mm-hmm. I've seen other people do this. Like if other people can do it, then surely I can too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how that started. And again, like it was one of those, I'm like, I don't have contacts. I don't know who to like, how do you find people and just getting connections and things like that. And so, um, that was, it's been, and it's still a learning experience. There's still stuff that I'm like, man, I don't know, or man, I wish I'd known this or, well, I just ate a bunch of money on that. <laughs> <laughs> and not everything is going to be a win, right? Like, no, absolutely. And, yeah. um, but it's actually done very well. And, yeah. you know, going into the supplements, it wasn't, there was never the, um, like focus of this is going to be like the one thing that I do, like, I'll never, you know, I'll stop doing coaching and I'll just have supplements. Supplements was like, this is something that we're just going to add on for value. You know, these yeah. are things I use and love. Like I want to share this with my well, clients. I'm sure you were at a point where you're like, you, maybe you didn't care for, you liked this about that supplement, but not this yeah. or, you know, yeah. and so then it's just sometimes easier if you have your own that you created because of liking this, but not that and putting it together into one. 100%. And then also you didn't start with 20 different supplements to offer. You started small. It's, I almost like to compare it to like quest nutrition, how they literally just started with a protein bar and now like look where they're at, you know, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You just perfect one model and then that allows you to expand from there. Yep. So what are some of your, um, favorite resources, um, as being an entrepreneur, are there any books that you would highly recommend or any podcasts that you listen to? I know you talked about business mentorship being important. Um, what about, you know, resource materials on a smaller scale that people can pick up and run with? I listen to podcasts literally every day. Um, anything from like self-development, like I love, and some of these like bleed in together, but like, so Mm -hmm. like Lori Harder, she's self-development, but she's also like talks a lot about business. Um, her husband, Chris, like they're, they were the first mastermind that I joined. Um, and Chris was the one that was like, no, you need to go all in on this thing. Um, but his podcast is about money and like finances, but it also is about business. And so again, like they have nothing to do with like fitness at all, but it's, it all, you can find yourself in any of it. If you put yourself there. Um, Jason Phillips, of course, has, um, his nutrition coaching one that I listen to that occasionally. Um, Jill Coleman has a really good podcast. She's got one that, um, she does for like, it's more like, um, introductory, like business stuff. So like, I'm a little way past where, some yeah. of that is. but I like to like revisit some of that stuff just because it's, I still think some of that stuff is like helpful. It, it, it all has its place. Well, I think it gets, it gets easy to, um, keep moving forward when maybe you could go back and, and re, um, revisit or reperfect some things that maybe did work in the past. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, podcasts, like I literally listen to podcasts every single day. I feel like that people need to have like some store, some sort of, um, if you can't pay, like, that's the, the one thing I will say when I first started in business, um, before I ever left banking and I was listening to podcasts and I kept hearing these people, I'm like, God, if all these other people are doing this, like, why can't I, like, there's no reason that you know, success leaves clues. Like why, like if somebody else is doing it, then I can figure this shit out. Yeah. And so, um, that was the one thing, like at the time I couldn't afford to like invest and do all these things and hire a coach and buy these programs, do all this stuff, but podcasts are free and books are like $10 or, you know, it's, so it's like everything is you again, it's, you have to meet yourself where you're at. Um, and there's always going to be something that you can do. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's a lot of things that you probably can't do, but it's like, take advantage and get your hands on the things that you can do. Maybe it's that you can just like DM someone and Hey, like I hate <laughs> when somebody's like, can I pick your brain? Like, it's going to be a very one-sided thing, but it's like, is there something that you can offer um, to do so that like you can learn from someone else in yeah. your field or something that you're wanting to do. So it's, um, again, there's it to use the excuse that I can't afford it, or I don't have the resources to do that right now or whatever. It's crazy because there's so much free, so much out there right now. And I think too, as entrepreneurs, it's so easy to get super busy. And like Mm -hmm. we, I don't go on a lot of like coffee dates or lunch dates or things like that. And so my friend circle is very small because the friends that I have, they are busy too. And so I think it's important that, um, you know, when we can't be surrounding ourselves with these, I guess, level uppers, then we're listening and surrounding ourselves with, with, um, content that's going to help us move forward. Yes, exactly. And it's like, even on Instagram and like social media, just like the things that you're reading daily, like mm-hmm. that helps like the lenses that you see everything yeah. through. So like if yeah. you're scrolling through and like you're reading about Becky's bad day and you know, <laughs> everybody bitching about something. Yeah, of course. Like you're going to find something to complain about, yeah, but it's like, gonna surround yourself yourself. With this negative energy. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. so I'm all about like, the positive propaganda surrounding myself with as much like positive energy and people as people and like the toxic shit has got to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. So you have another launch in January, another shred coming up in January. And honestly, by the time this podcast is out, it's going to be almost around that time. So how, where does, where do our listeners go to? How do people look into that if they want to, is there a close date on when they can sign up? Yeah. So it used to be offered, um, once a month, I took October, November, and December off from offering it. So a lot of people are kind of freaking out about that. Um, but your girl just needed a minute to breathe (laughs) to figure some things out and like, really, um, like make the program as amazing. Well, and if you don't come back at your fullest, you're not going to have as as much to give. So sometimes breaks are our best to be able to give your best. Yes. So January is going to be off the hook. Um, but on my website, there is a wait list that they can throw their email in. They will be the very first people notified as soon as enrollment opens, that wait list gets first dibs when it opens. How many do you Uh, cap at? I try not to cap it. Um, and it is customized. So like everyone gets custom macros in it. So they're, 
well, I'm sure will be a point where I will have to cap it <laughs> because it's just me. Yeah. Um, and if you had 800 in July, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, hopefully I don't have to, um, but we shall see. <laughs> shall see. Awesome. I love it. Well, I will link your website and your information in the show notes so that our listeners can, um, get on that wait list, follow yeah. you. Um, and man, girl, I, like I said, I feel like a fangirling. I am so happy that I got to talk with you today. Anytime another fellow amazing, like goal crusher foodie, like I said, I feel like we were the same person. We have such a similar story. That's so awesome. Crazy. So. Yes, I appreciate you so much for having me on. You bet. Thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. If you like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable. Thank you.